welcome to episode 15 of Film Music Nerds. I'm your host, Teresa Newman. And if you're new to the show, this is our Halloween 2020 horror film score series. And today we're going to be talking about the 2002 film, 28 Days Later, composed by John Murphy. Um, So if you haven't subscribed to the show yet, make sure you go ahead and do that and check out our earlier episodes from this month. What I suggest you do is listen to the podcast episode of the film first and then go back and watch the film after so that you can get a really good context and um, all the information you need to know and what to listen for as you watch the movie. So without further ado, we're going to jump right into our analysis for today. 28 Days Later is composed by John Murphy and directed by Danny Boyle. I'll give you a quick summary of the plot. A group of misguided animal rights activists free a caged chimp infected with the rage virus from a medical research lab. When London bike courier Jim wakes up from a coma a month after, he finds his city all but deserted. On the run from the zombie-like victims of the rage, Jim stumbles upon a group of survivors, including Selena and cab driver Frank, and joins them on a perilous journey to what he hopes will be safety. I personally have been avoiding this movie since 2002, um, along with the one from yesterday, The Descent. I just, I don't know what it is about those two movies, but I know that I tried to watch it at some point when I was in high school, and I think I gave up because I just couldn't handle it. (laughs) So I think this is my first attempt as an adult, and um, it's a solid film. I will definitely give it that. It is very high intensity and got a lot of jump scares. So if you're looking for something like that this evening, I would definitely give it a shot. John Murphy is uh, known for a varied film score discography, including Miami Vice, The Last House on the Left, and Suicide Squad. John Murphy does a beautiful job, I think, of capturing the music zeitgeist of 2002. What he does is turn this well-made piece of zombie gore into a piece of nostalgia art, basically. You listen to it, and it just takes you right back to the early aughts. The soundtrack is... Also surprisingly beautiful and optimistic and uplifting for the majority of the film. But at the same time, it, like I said, it oozes of late 90s, early aughts, grunge rock, um, sounds of Heart-Shaped Box by Nirvana, Closer by Nine Inch Nails, and even a little bit of Bittersweet Symphony by The Verve. This type of setting not only makes the plot of the film more realistic by grounding it in the sounds of the time and place of the audience, but also mirrors the rough, rugged, grungy aesthetic of the film. Murphy's orchestration is a mixture of string orchestra, women's choir, rock band, synthesizer, and industrial EDM. The placement and pacing of the underscoring is fairly typical for the 1990s horror film genre, save probably a little bit smaller of an orchestration. It stays consistent during non-dialogue moments and somewhat intensifies during the attack scenes. Just somewhat, though. 
But what sets the score apart is the proportion of uplifting sounds to anxiety inducing sounds. I was really shocked to find the majority of the score was of an optimistic nature. I believe it is to reflect how the characters are consistently hoping for things to go back to normal, longing for the way it was before, and are really, really hopeful that there will be a cure. So the music does reflect that uh, that feeling and emotion from the main characters. Even during some of the attack scenes, the music almost feels aggressively juxtaposed to the action on the screen. Too calm for the situation, I would say. I, I believe this was done intentionally to make the audience not fear the infected as much as the other non-infected characters in the film. So it's counterintuitive to what you would normally hear. If one were to listen to the soundtrack to 28 Days Later without knowing its origin or context, it would be really hard to guess it was connected to a horror film. The physical reaction to the sounds of the score are almost completely opposite at times than most horror film scores that aim to increase anxiety in the audience. Although objectively not the most exciting piece of film music ever written on the surface, its objective and purpose is completely unique for its genre um, in that it doesn't seek, I believe, to increase anxiety in the audience, but more to paint a picture of the emotions of the characters. And because the characters don't seem to be that afraid very often, like they're very take charge and very um, strong and unafraid the whole time, I, I believe that it reflects the character's emotions and not used as a tool to manipulate the audience's emotions. This... In combination with Murphy's use of grunge rock, quite literally forces me to give this score an 8 out of 10. And I do it happily. It was it was a good score, and it's a good film, so you should go ahead and check it out. Thanks for tuning in today for this episode of Film Music Nerds. Join me tomorrow as we continue our one-movie-a-day horror film score screening and analysis. Find Film Music Nerds on Apple Podcasts and SoundCloud, and subscribe to the show so you can keep up with all the latest content posted. Happy spooky movie screenings, and catch you next time.